Tenant Association made me give it to this guy because he was an Andrea Doria survivor. Andrea Doria? Isn't that the one they did the song about? Edmund Fitzgerald. I love Edmund Fitzgerald's voice. No, Gordon Lightfoot was Edmund Fitzgerald was the ship. The legend lives on from the Chippewa on down at the big lake they call Gitchagumi. The lake, it is said, never gives up her dead when the skies of November turn gloomy. With a load of iron ore, 26,000 tons more than the Edmund Fitzgerald weighed empty. That good ship and true was a bone to be chewed when the gales of November came early. The ship was the prize. Coming back from some mill in Wisconsin. As the big traders go, it was bigger than most. With a crew and good captain, well seasoned. Oh, this is the Bogey Golf Podcast, the podcast that's dedicated to the average golfer. The podcast that helps you have more fun on the golf course. We're your hosts. I'm Larry D. Disgruntled. Evan B. right here. You're big tech. You're big tech. Only two things in Texas, Evan. You don't look like a damn cow. <laughs> Is that queers and steers? Yeah, other way around, though. Oh, okay. We are proud to be a part of the Belly Up Sports Network. BellyUpSports.com. Go there for all their great content, or all your content needs. They have great content. We got Stanley Cup playoffs. Bam, they're covering it. We got, what else we got? We got uh, basketball playoffs. Bam, they're covering it. We got uh, draft recaps. Bam, they're covering it. Go to BellyUpSports.com. Then, while you're on the interwebs, Head on over to Pins and Aces, pinsandaces.com. It's a little late, but you can check out their Cinco de Mayo collection, which is beautiful. And uh, use that promo code BOGEY, all caps, you'll save 10%. We'll make a little bit of money, and everyone is happy. All right, boys. Last time we talked, oh, first of all, does everyone know the song that we played to start the show? Great intro. The Evan Fitzgerald. Yeah, and why did we play it? Because the Edmunds Fitzgerald sunk yesterday. No. I know, because the guy died. Yeah, Gordon Lightfoot died, the Canadian troubadour, the greatest songwriter in the history of Canada. I thought that was Justin Bieber. Really? Is that a true fact that you just gave us? I mean, it's... Whenever you say someone's the greatest at something, it's always an opinion. But <laughs> I'm going to go with... He, he is Canadian, and I can't think of anyone better than him. Drake. Mm, I can I be honest with the group here? Yeah, I've always thought Drake sucks. Well, he he may actually in real life do that, but a lot of his music's pretty good. I don't I don't agree. I don't. You don't agree. like you don't like the certified lover boy? No, I don't think he's good. I don't. I don't. I can't think of anything Drake that I that I enjoy. You know what is really good though? Hmm. Chat GPT Kanye, really really good. It is, uh, when you sent that and I listened to it, it's the best Kanye song in like 10 years. In like a decade, right? Yes. Yeah. It's no joke. And if I didn't, 
I feel like if you'd have sent it without, if somehow it was just like you sent me the the iTunes Kanye song, yeah, I feel like I'd believe it was a Kanye song. It sounds just like it. The rhymes are like ChatGPT is. So I use Grammarly at work, you know, because I like to make sure all my shit is right. And sometimes I, I don't always like to send it to the wife to proofread it. And now they have a part of it that is AI. It now reads my emails and comes up with a response. I can't use it because it's always too, like, formal. I don't respond to emails the way that, like, most people do. So it's not great for me. But, like, it reads and understands the email and then responds. <laughs> How is that not Terminator 2? It's, it's learning. Coming. It's coming. Evan went through all this hard work to become a PGA professional to have his job taken by a droid in like eight years. I would agree. The Detroit News had, uh, or the Free Press, had ChatGPT write an article about the Lions' upcoming season. You know what it was? About the same as any other fucking journalist would spit out. (laughs) It wasn't bad. If they would have edited out the parts where like it asked it about how do you feel the lion season's going to go? I think was one of them. And it, the first couple lines are, you know, I don't have feelings because you know, if they like edited that part out and just gave it a three minute proofread, they could have passed it off that a person wrote it. It's insane. Okay. Back to another topic from last week. I may or may not have already read a 2024 mock draft and the Arizona Cardinals are going to be loaded. <laughs> I was going to ask. Wait, for- let me really quick throw something in there. I was at the seminar, and somehow conversation comes up about Detroit Lions. I'm like, why is this even being brought up? And people are debating in the class, probably like one of the few times people actually talk, and they're saying like, yeah, I think Detroit Lions could be like pretty good this year, and like they got a good coach. I'm just looking around like, these people just, I just, why are we even, why are we talking about this? Why, why is this even being brought up? Why can't, why can't, how can I move from Florida and then be on a work trip to Texas and Detroit Lions are, no other teams are really being talked about. Why Detroit Lions only? Because we're a national phenomenon, Evan. Yeah, it's like a it's like a case study for the class. Like, how can failure just allow people to buy in? It's because these people have never lived the pain. They don't understand that all this. Imagine means- if imagine if the Detroit Lions were like a golf course business, and like no, the Lions are like golf. You fail miserably every time, and you keep coming back for more. You always it's think better. it's going to get better. But I'm the, saying, imagine if it was a business. The Lions are like, like my wife. She thinks every it's going to be good. Go it never course. is. Every time you go to the course, it's like in terrible condition. But you're just like, I think one day it like might be in good shape, and then it'll be a good course. But just like every day, terrible condition, aerated greens, divots in the fairways, dandelions in the fields, as Larry might say. Just I'm every, a big, day, I'm every a- day, every day, every day. And country clubs, by the way, for everybody. Like whenever I see a dandelion at the country club, it just makes me feel so good about all that money. So I but then it's like maybe like they'll raise the rates like every year too. Like you know, like go up. Be like maybe it's getting better. They raise the price it has to be getting better. Nope. Same garbage. Bunkers are never raked. There's no sand in it. The pond is green. Just like keep coming back though. Yeah, because we're suckers. Wait, now they got a GM. Wait, now they got a GM and a and a and a superintendent and a head pro that are they're good. They're good now. They're good. And it's the same damn shit. I question uh, the the in, the. Larry, bring in Chat GPT, Evan, please. This one sucks. <laughs> Pat, you're breaking <laughs> up on us. Um, I question Evan the validity of 
the Lions GM. And I wish Pat didn't have to reconnect real quick because he'll be able he'll defend the Lions. I, I read a couple of things where people said this draft was great. I, I disagree wholeheartedly. I don't know how this was good. How can anyone say the draft was great? There's no no one's no that game isn't played yet. Well can I let me give you the rational thing, LD, because it's like everything else in life. We've been molded and manipulated by mass media to believe what they see as value. So just because they tell us a running back and a linebacker aren't value selections and we should have went for better value or they're not valued positions, why should we trust them and not the GM of the team who's turned our team around in two years? Well, I would disagree with turned around. They won some games last year, right? They won a lot of games in the second half, but in reality, there was not much pressure on them after they won those games or when they were playing those games because they didn't matter. But look at the roster compared to two years ago when he started his job to today. My Yeah, that's not that's true. But my, if you think about this, if they get, being honest, so half of the first round will not get a second deal. Half of them will be gone. And both of the picks they use in the first round are not going to get a second deal. But what if they're still in the NFL five years from now? Does that make them bad picks? No, it makes them bad picks because those players don't get second deals. Well, none of them do. Like half that's of the first round, so that's why it's, that's why it's a wasted pick. It's already so, like less than fifty percent that you hit, and on two of those picks, even if we hit, we we're not going to resign them because Tremaine Edmonds is a great inside linebacker, but you can't resign him. That was a great draft pick, but it was kind of a wasted draft pick because it didn't matter how good he was. There's no way that you can pay that position twenty five million dollars unless you're the Chicago Bears. You you can if you don't pay an old washed up DN thirty million a year. He's not washed up, first off. So, really? <laughs> but the good teams don't. The teams that are winning Super Bowls are not. Like Bobby Wagner, when he got to be expensive, was expendable. Right? Great running backs, when they get to be expensive, are expendable. That's why Adrian Peterson played for so many teams. And when he was making a lot of money, the Vikings weren't any good. So wait a second, though. Wouldn't, wouldn't that make it so like it was smart to draft a running back and trade away like the older running back? Right, you use him for four years, you beat him into the ground, and he's gone. Yeah, you like, use him in, a, in the third that round. Like, is that because, a good thing? But that's the cost of the pick. If you get four starters and no one else gets – everyone else averages one starter and we got four who are going to contribute for four years, so why, the fuck do you care about, why do you care about 2028? 20, I care about both. So you should, that's not, a loser's meant – a loser thinks about five years away. We no, I, I care right about now. both. I want to win now and also be set up to have it be sustainable. No. When's no. the you last? You don't care about sustainability. When? You just don't. Yeah, you do. The When's legal the last first round running back. That it's that not was... even worth thinking about that part of the game. Okay. For five years or six years, every team in the NFL has thought that first round running backs were a waste. Now, all of a sudden, you want me to believe that the Atlanta Falcons and the Detroit Lions are smarter than 30 other teams. I find well, that hard to well, believe. They're smarter than 12 other teams. That's all that picked in front of them. That's all that made the picks. Right, but last year, every team did it and didn't pick anybody. Right, and none of them are good. I would say that Kenneth Walker is good, but he shouldn't have been in the first round. 
if Gibbs had the Kenneth Walker season, we'd all fucking be nutting all over ourselves and say that it, the pick was worth it because we got him in the because look what he did. But they got him forty picks later. First off, Kenneth Walker went to a real college. And I could say that because I gave them a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> um, I, I gave them as much as they gave Kenneth Walker. Probably more. Um, I don't know. I'm not against it. They made picks to win. They know our conference sucks. They know we have a small window. Our first four picks are going to start, and we got a lottery ticket for quarterback. You think our first four picks? You think we're going to go four for four? I said they're all going to start opening day. Okay. I feel like the NFC is weak right now. You do have to go for it now. You go now. You're yeah, all in. They're not Super Bowl contender now. How are we not? Because our quarterback, bro, you can't. You, they're not How a Super Bowl. Not? What's, what's the answer? I'm, I'm thinking about, I'm trying to list all, think of all the teams that are better. NFC. Yeah, can they beat the 49ers? No. Coin toss. Can they beat the Eagles? No. No, that's the one I'll give you. I think the Cowboys are probably better. Get the hell out of here. Get out. Come on. Okay. Dude, I think what, are you, what are you, fucking Stephen the, Smith right the now? The Giants did a lot to get better. All you can do is talk about <laughs> Dallas. Who the, got a lot better? The Giants are better. No, they're not. What did they do to get better? They have they added wide receivers. They added offensive line depth. Well, who's okay. the better quarterback? Okay, Grandpa. Right, they're going to be good in seven years with all their offensive line depth that they're building. Well, that's what they needed, though. They upgraded their offensive line. Their defense was already better. Can you tell me right now the Giants? Are I'm telling you that the Lions had. Was it last year when the Lions started the run by beating the Giants? Is that when it like started? Yeah, but. I think the Lions have a better chance of winning their division than the Bills do. Yeah, but that's only because the division sucks and the Bills division is right. good. Which is why you go all in right now, fuck. But this winning like their the division does not Green make them a Super Bowl contender. The team that won... Not? Winning your division doesn't make you a Super Bowl contender. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year were not a Super Bowl contender. Really? Stephen A. Smith said they were. Okay, Stephen A. is not on this show. Well, he is because you're him right now because you said Dallas. So if they go 8-8, eight and eight, or uh, nine and eight and win their division. That doesn't make them a Super Bowl contender. If you win that first home game, which we'll do, because there hasn't been a home game here in thirty fucking years, and that the roof will blow off that building. So you win that, and then you're one win away from the Super Bowl. Okay. Contender, Pat, you are too smart to be saying things like this. Wait, Larry, love, you're not saying I love who's you so much, and NFC. I don't want I don't want to see this happen to you. You're not saying who's better in the NFC. I'm 42 years old. They've won one playoff game. Don't tell me that they're going to do it this year. This year they're winning a home playoff game. Okay, Larry, you're not saying the teams that are better. Against, you, against your mighty New York Giants, they're going to stomp a fucking mud hole in them. They're going to come in here, and Jameer Gibbs is going to go bananas. The New York Giants. Like, that's who you're saying is good? Like, if you're saying those guys are good, that you know it's bad then. Having the Bears really upgraded their linebacker room, Larry feels great about them. In the I running. feel like the no, Bears I think they wasted their money, but the Bears are going to be better. The Lions' defense was awful, and they—I don't know how much better they got 
Wait, why are you saying Detroit's defense was awful? Because they were the worst defense like in the history of football. For the first eight games, the last nine games, they were 12th in the league. Yeah, like I thought they turned it around. Yeah, I don't know. I just remember Christmas. How can you base something on one game? Because it was a fuck. Because it was the first game that it was the only one that mattered at the time. If they win that game, they control something, and they went out there and got the shit stomped out of them and gave up like fourteen yards a carry. And then games didn't matter again, and they started winning. But they had one game where it was nut cutting time, and they got fucking jail sexed. Like, no lube, just fucked from every position. They took them. They fucked their mouth. They fucked their ears. They fucked their ass. They fucked every part of them. Okay, 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 okay. You're talking dirty, and Evan's in a hotel room by himself. You just created it. Okay, okay, got it. We got it. We get the point. I can't counterpoint that because they did. They totally shit the bed. The 49ers are better. The Seahawks are better. The New York Giants are a good football team. That is a really, really weak argument. The Giants won uh, as many playoff games last year as the Lions have won in our entire life. So, actually, since the Lions have won in the history of the playoffs. So there's there's three teams that you're allowed to say could be better. The 49ers, the Seahawks. No. The Eagles. Seattle? Since what is Seattle good? Well, Seattle was decent last year, and they got better. They used their first-round picks smartly on smart players. On value positions? On smart players. Oh, you know Witherspoon's smart? You talk to him? I, I feel like I wouldn't have taken that pick, but I also think a cornerback is that's too high for a corner. You only take... Pass rushers and quarterbacks in the top ten. That's it. Um, we've done that, and it didn't work out very well. We just traded our first-round cornerback for a fifth-round draft pick. I said I wouldn't take a corner. Pass rushers and quarterbacks. That's it. And linemen. Yeah, I would take a lineman. I agree with that. And the teams that are better are, like, light years better. The The... Lions are not in the same league as the Eagles. We only lost to them by like three points last year. Because the Eagles just quit playing because they were winning by like 30. No, I don't remember it that way. No, nobody remembers it that way. I, we, you were at that game. I was at that game. <laughs> it was a great game. We had a hell of a comeback. The kids next to us did that fucking Eagles chant so many times. <laughs> and I was like, I started doing it because it was so fucking catchy. <laughs> E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! <laughs> like, I, I, like, I just remember the final score, and it was a, like a three-point game. It was game a three-point game. We were right in it. <laughs> Until the, a play needed to be made and golf threw a horrible ball. <laughs> but yeah. No, the guy's got ice water in his veins. <laughs> Come on. That part wasn't great. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like that's, that NFC is like terrible, though. I'm not even sure that... It is, like, so bad. It is bad, right? It is bad. No, like, it's so bad. Like, it's so bad. But the Saints are better? No, 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 no. Come on. Well, dude. last year they won seven games with a, ginger quor- with a ginger quarterback. Now they have an actual quarterback, so I'm assuming they might be better. Who is their, who is their quarterback? Uh, Carr. Really? He's equal to He's Jared a 500 Goff. quarterback. He's equal to Jared Goff. They're, he's not Jared great, Goss, but he's Jared not Goss awful. NFC champion. You put some fucking respect on his name. I agree. 
Okay, I, I feel I'm like saying, the entire I, South is horrible. I think they're equal. They are. The West has the 49ers. The rest is terrible. The Seahawks are good. The, come on, dude. All right, fine. The Seahawks the Falcons? two teams. The North stinks. Outside Pat just Detroit. told me the Falcons won their division by taking a running back at six. And the, they, e- they the Eagles. They won their division. So let's look at their roster. They have better running back. They have better wide receivers. Who? Well, they have the rookie from last year. Shut the fuck up. What the hell's the name from USC? Did you forget about Amon Ra? He's better than all the receivers together. But he's the only one. No, we got the gambling addict. He's great. He fucking sucks, and he can't play for six games. And we let Shark go, who would have been a great fit if we knew that, <laughs> that we were going to lose a guy. I mean, we have one wide receiver on the roster. Oh, don't you put some respect on Khalif Raymond. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe we'll line up Panay Sewell out there. All right, so here, here we go. Here we go. Odds to win the NFC conference. Eagles plus 330. 40 plus, three, plus 350. Cowboys plus 600. Now I'm throwing that one out because that's just idiots. That's betting just because on people Dallas. will bet on it. Yeah. Detroit minus 1,000. Fourth favorite. That's where they belong. Minus 1,000? Wait. Minus 1,000? No plus. Okay. Plus. <laughs> that, can't, that can't be right. Well, I, went order. I went in order. So you have the two two big boys, Eagles, 49ers. Then you have the morons betting on Dallas, and you have Detroit. But I'm saying that that, first of all, I don't believe that the Lions are the third best or fourth best team in the NFC. Uh, well, I hope I'm wrong. Like I hope I'm wrong. But also I believe that the gap is so large between the first two teams and us that it's not even, if they were the third, it's not like, Right, because coming into last year, everybody thought the Philadelphia Eagles are the best team in the NFL, and they're going to run away with this. Yeah, right? there's, there's uh, every, a team that that's what everybody felt going into last year. Everyone knew the Eagles were good. How about, the, near, how about the New York Giants? I think the Eagles were a sexy Plus, pick last year, weren't they? No. How about the New York Giants? Plus I mean, they went and got A.J. Brown. Wait, it was the Rams, the Bucks, the Packers, and the Cowboys were your four favorites. Well, the Cowboys are always the favorite just because that's like stupid bias. See, but like the AFC is like really good, though. That's loaded over there. See, Kansas City's what do you think, the favorite. What do you think about that, that Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, NFC Championship game matchup that we were all promised last year? No, yeah, I'm thinking about that Rams uh, Bucks game where uh, Tom Brady cost me about $1,000. And, and who was the runaway favorite last year to win the Super Bowl before the season? I thought everyone was up on Buffalo. By the team that got smashed at home? That's because their fans are as dumb as the Cowboys fans, and they were betting it that way. Everybody knows yeah, the Super Bowl. There's not as many fans to do that. Cowboys fans are bigger. So here we go. Here's going into last season. Don't you undertake NFC favorites Mafia. in order. Tampa Bay at plus 780. They sucked. The Rams at plus 1120. Worst team at football. The Packers at plus 1120. Couldn't even make the postseason. Um, the Niners at plus 1600. Okay. Let's, do, let's see where these Eagles are. The Eagles were plus 2500. 
to win the Super Bowl before the season started. So they were not won. win the Super Bowl, win the NFC. Well, just divide it in half, basically. The Minnesota Vikings had a better odds of winning the Super Bowl before the Eagles, Rams, Chargers, Chiefs, Colts. Oh, the powerful Indianapolis Colts coming into last year were a much better team than the Eagles. Packers, Denver Broncos, they were fucking powerful coming into last year. They were supposed to be. Cowboys, Bengals, Bills. Ravens all had higher odds than the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. And your powerful New York Giants had an over-under of six and a half and were plus 11,000 to win the Super Bowl. But they overachieved. And then got better. That's what we're going to do. But we overachieved last year. And we're doing it again this year. No, we're assuming that nine and eight was real. Not just not just smoke and mirrors in games that didn't matter. And that's the part that I have. Uh, no, see, like this is this is this is one thing Are I we, don't agree okay. with. Here's one thing Nothing's I don't agree happening with. in golf. This it's is way more exciting. It's, and and whether you're a fan or a hater, you can't do this. You can't say like your record is what your record is, and then be like, "Well, no, that doesn't actually count." You can't, you can't have all both sides. You have to like just stick with. You it can when it's the that. Lions, Evan. No, you can't do that. Yes, though. you can. <laughs> the Lions have the same. You have to put the same emphasis on everything with the Lions as you do Tiger Woods at Augusta. Tiger Woods at Augusta can always win. The Detroit Lions can always lose. For as great as Tiger Woods was, the tig- the Lions are the Tiger Woods of losing. And that funk stays on you. So when there's a chance that something good can happen, you know as a Lions fan, because it's happened to us so much, you know that it can't happen. You know it's not going to happen. So you you can't, like, say they won nine games last year, they're going to be great. I've. It's just it's the lions. You can't. You gotta. Pat, can you explain this better than the words that are coming out of my mouth? Because you've lived the pain as well. You can't expect anything good to ever happen. It's going to hurt really bad. I'll just leave it at that. Like, I mean, I'm probably, not gonna, I'm probably not going to watch one game, but hang on, Larry and I went to the Vikings game during the middle of this run. And there was a guy running wide open down the sidelines. It was DJ Shark, and he was wide open. And when the ball went in the air, the whole stadium stood up, and I put my head in my crotch because I was waiting for him to drop it. That's <laughs> that's what it feels like to be a Lions fan. Your guy's running down the sidelines wide open, <laughs> and you can't process that he's actually going to do his job and catch the football. Yes. And then that's what it feels like. also – and I hate, but it's different, Larry. It's now not it's because I feel like the heart of that team was Jamal, and we let him go. No, the heart of our team is Brad. We don't draft scared. We don't play scared. But he's not the one who's fired him up in the locker. Room. Like I feel like, I don't know. Dude, I, that locker room needs no more motivation. Like they're ready to fight. Yeah, and who was the guy who's the dungeon leader of the Chung Young Fang or whatever the fuck he was? <laughs> Right, but was he, or was that portrayed to us on Hard Knives? 
I don't know. I'm still thinking about that interview he did after the it's the good. Packers game when I would have killed somebody for that man. It was really good. <laughs> but what? So the way I'm trying to put my positive spin on it is, we just drafted Kamara and Urlacher, and in four years we're going to look back and say, "Holy fuck, was Brad smart?" And look at all those cornerbacks that are out of the NFL right now. I hope you're. I hope you're right. I mean, Jalen Carter, prison. Whoever the Raiders drafted, prison. Jalen Carter uh, might be going to prison. Yeah. Um, who else is going to prison? I would have felt so much better about this draft if they came out of it with Branch and Carter. <laughs> I'd be sitting here telling you they're a contender. And I know it doesn't actually matter, but I feel like right there, they'll be able to stop the run. Like, even if you throw Campbell in there, if they had those three and then any other one. And I don't even hate the hooker pick, which I hear a lot of people bitching about that it's a wasted pick. The lottery ticket. That's how I feel about it. It usually doesn't work. Late round flyer quarterbacks. Like, I understand it doesn't work. It's worth it when you got one like that, though. Right. It's not like he was from fucking Tulane. Like, right. Like, he was probably the best player in college football last year until he blew out his knee. He's also yeah. a little unnecessary roughness, like, because he's 47 years old. But I'm not worried about that either. But what I can tell you, though, which is crazy, is the Lions didn't even have a sticker on their big board for Jalen Carter. Yeah, that's what. They didn't even print it. Like, his name wasn't printed on a sticker when they were moving their boards around. So he was never an option. When's the last time the Lions had back-to-back winning seasons? Didn't Stafford do that once or no? Caldwell might have been. I think they did it one time. Because I think the one remember when they fired him when he went nine and seven? I think the year before he did he did better than that. Yeah, because didn't we make the playoffs and then miss the playoffs and they fired him when we missed the playoffs? Yeah, I think so. And then everyone went into uproar because it's like, well, how can you say nine and seven is not good enough? And it's like, no, nine and seven isn't good enough, morons. In 2016, yeah, 20, 2017. 16, 17? Yeah. And and then we made the wonderful move of bringing Matt Patricia in and taking the team to the next level. Matt Patricia, who's uh, coaching the Steelers. I wonder how Darius Slay feels about that. Or coaching what are the, the Eagles. What are the Eagles doing? I don't know why they brought him in. All right, why don't you guys talk about what's going on in the world of golf, and I will be right back in a second. All right. So, Evan... Now that we've covered yes, the NFL Mr. draft. Larry, how you doing, man? Good. We've or am I not allowed to say your full name? Yeah. We've covered your uh we've covered the NFL draft. And uh <laughs> we had a golf tournament last week. We did. What was it called again? Uh I think it was the Zurich. No, it was the Mexico Open, baby. Yeah, that's right. Mexico Open. Yeah, it was yeah. the start of Rom's domination for this one year where he has now yep. set the uh, all time he's won the most money ever in a, in a year. It's a little yeah, bit skewed. He's a pretty good golfer. Yeah, it's a little bit skewed because the purses this half of the year are higher. So I'm thinking this record will probably be broken next year. And then yeah, it'll probably. be kind of a new thing where it might last for a while. But there's so much more money involved now that it's not It's not really that impressive that he broke it. But he's had a hell of a year. I would agree. Um, He did not win, though. Not this week. Came in second, right? 
to Mr. Tony Fino, who had an incredible week, really. Yeah, because it's not that Rom didn't play good. No, it was one guy that just took care of business. It's not many times you can be uh, 21 under par and not win. Well, welcome to professional golf, I guess, right? So Tony Finau wins. This is a real win because John Rahm was in the field, so it's not like his win in Detroit. Oh, his win in Detroit was big time. It was big time. I mean, he meet, he beat some great players. None of them made the cut. But uh, So I'll say this is Tony Finau's first real win. He won a FedEx Cup playoff event. Come on, man. Don't don't be dissing my guy. First of all, the FedEx Cup, I'm not going to get in this argument again that it's the dumbest thing in the history of the world. I'm not saying it's dumb. I'm not saying it's good, but, like, all the top players were playing in the event. He won. What one did he win? Did he start, like, 15 strokes up or something? No, he won the first one. They they don't do that in the first one. He beat your boy Cam Smith in a playoff. Cam Smith hit an OB. Remember that? Mm -mm. I don't don't watch that guy's in it, right? No, it was a full 125. Yeah, so he, that's a big win. I don't yeah, watch it's all the top 125 players in the world, too. Yeah, yeah. I don't watch any well, FedEx Cup. On the PGA so Tour, I should say. It didn't happen. <laughs> all right, so he has two wins. Dude, he has more wins than What are you talking about? He's got two wins on a 2022 season. Yeah, a FedEx Cup one in this one. No, he won the Houston Open in this one. Yeah, it doesn't count. Why doesn't that count? Because it was like a fall, about the, fall series, probably, yeah. is what Larry's going to say. I'm saying real wins against real fields. John Rahm was in the field. It's a real field. Do you know what Tony Finau's actual first name is? Uh, Jerome? Nope. It starts with an M. Mm, he's like Samoan, right? What would... Milton. Ah, I would never guess that for Samoan. I was trying to think what the, what the Rocks... People in his family's names were. So you you think the field in this event was better than the field that called the Rocket Mortgage? Did John Rom play in the Rocket Mortgage? John Rom did not play. Okay, in the Rocket then this field Mortgage. was better, just because of one guy. Because the best player in the world currently was in the field and he beat him. Yes. Okay, that's fair. I'm just asking. Who else I, was? I can't think of who else was in the Rocket Mortgage. Well, wait. What do you think? So, Larry, what do you think is? Well, actually, it says Patrick Cantley and Cameron Young got second to him. That's not like too bad. At the, what do you at think? The rocket? So, do you think Patrick so Cantley? Which side Patrick of the world? Cantley was at the Rocket. Hmm? Patrick Cantley was at the Rocket. He got second. Yeah. Is he, he still got second to Fina when he won? Is he currently still playing? Yeah, he might He's still be 17 out there, right so. now. <laughs> That's the one thing I want to talk about was Cantley stealing Joe. We can talk about that. I can't believe he was there. I would have followed him. He must have. I was there in the morning. He must not have played in the morning that day. So, Larry, are you on board with the right of the field is stronger if it's only the top players or the field is stronger if it's like a lot of players like in the higher end? Like what's easier to beat? Like 100 greats or like 10 bests that's like the old uh well i'm asking you what your thoughts are. yeah but i mean it's the same saying if you have 100 smart people in a room or 100 average people aren't they smarter than one genius and the answer is usually no they're not 
the genius is usually smarter than the hundred, but we act yeah, like a hundred really people like, will all get together and the genius. So you're talking about like guys that are probably like half shot worse. I'd rather play against less players. I think that'd be easier. Like I don't care how good they are. Like to beat a hundred people is not that easy. Being no, ten anybody can get hot, but it's also over four days and shit usually finds its level. I think that it would be harder to beat. Let's let's say this: if you give me a hundred players, right? There'll be some of them that I think you have a shot against. John Rahm would not be one of them. Can I can I read you off the rest of the top ten? Of where? Of the, the one that we now won. Yeah. Or the Mexico Open, you mean? Yeah. Go for it. Brandon Wu. Akshay Batia. Evan, tell us about Brandon Wu's game. You played him in the uh That's US correct, Amateur, yeah. didn't you? He's a good player. Grill. Emiliano Grillo, Eric Cole, Austin Smotherman, Ben Taylor, Patrick Rogers. If you'd like me to keep going, Alejandro Tasti, Harry Hall, Bo Hausler, Joseph Bramlett, Dylan Wu, and then Jimmy Walker, Carson Young, Grayson Sig, Mark Humphrey, Mark Hubbard, Adam Long, Steven Yeager, Vincent Norman, Kevin Roy. That's your top 20. Okay, I've literally that's, never heard of any of those guys. That, that's that's not impressive. But John Rahm is one of them, so it is impressive. Uh, it brings the average world ranking up a ton because number one is there. That part's probably true, which is pretty sad, but it's probably true. Tell me the top 10 of the Rocket last year. Well, Evan just told you two and three. I already forgot them. Cam Young and Patrick Cantlay. That's already better. I think. Wow. Big big names popping up. Taylor Pendrith, who was a Canadian who choked. Then Steven Yeager again. So Steven Yeager dominating these events. Oh, here we go, Aldi. Taylor Moy, Moore. Your boy, Tom Kim. JJ Spawn. Wyndham Clark. Matt Wallace. Charlie Hoffman. Scott Stallings. Which Scott Stallings? The, the one who got invited to the Masters. Siwoo oh. Kim, Jason Day, Kurt Kitayama, Will Zalatoris, Max Homa. Rocket's way stronger. The Rocket got a much better field than I remember. Yeah. It's going to be an elevated event next year. Ask Jack Nicholas. Wait, why he do told- I remember the field being... Why do I remember nobody being there? Because you just, like, hate on everything. You're like a hater. C.T. Pan was there. Yeah, we talked about Evan. Kiz was there. Did you ask him about me? See if he remembered me. Yeah, you said I remember squashing that white devil. U.S. U.S. Open champion Gary Woodland was there. Masters champion Danny Willett was there. Masters champion Danny Willett. That's that's awesome right there. Well, I feel like major, I've done the major winner Zach Johnson. I mean, like why the the Rocket dominated. the Rocket really is the fifth major. Stand back, Adam. players. Listen to the strength Man. of this field. Adam Masters champion Adam Scott. Just loaded top to bottom. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't think you should knock Tony's wins. I don't know why I don't like Tony Fino. I think it's because he does the Dougie, and it's not 2006. It's pretty good Dougie. Yeah, but it's not 2006. Oh, and then 3M. 
do you want, I mean, do you want to talk about who he beat down down the stretch of the 3M? Your favorite golfer in the world. Sungjae? Yeah. Sungjae was probably hungry. Tony put it on him. Sungjae was dying to get back to the hotel for some Korean barbecue. He didn't have time to keep playing. It was probably, first of all, he probably played 18 before the round. So he was a little bit tired. He probably played 56 the day before. I think it's 54 is the expression. He played two no, more. He played 56. He, he needed two more. He needed he two more, Evan. He was hot. He kept making birdies. You can't go home on a birdie. He finally made a par, so he went home. Wait, what do you mean? You, I feel like you should go home on a birdie. What are you talking no, about? Not when you're on a birdie streak. He had made 14 in a row. At that time, he finished 18. He said, well, I'll keep playing. He birdied one. Then he parred two, so he went home. 56. 56 holes in a row. And then he doored had some Korean barbecue. Mm-hmm. He had it brought right to the course. In Minnesota. He actually just had somebody following him around with hibachi. I'm sure TPC Twin shrimp. Cities is known for their Korean barbecue. It's a hub. So I forget what article I was reading, but somebody <laughs> when they were doing, whenever I fell in love with, with Sungjae, one of the articles was that he knows the best Korean barbecue in like every <laughs> every city. So when I, like that wasn't a Larry D, he's Korean, Korean barbecue joke. That was an actual, I read something where he goes to Korean barbecue like every day. He likes Korean barbecue. Nothing and wrong he, with that. And he, like, basically, I think some, he should have an app or something, they said, in the thing that I read, because he's like a human Korean barbecue app. So we should have him, like, write Yelp reviews under oh. the account, like what? <laughs> yes. Slow golf playing 63. Yeah. 59. Um, all right. So Tony Finau is the greatest in the world because he beat John Rahm, who's the greatest in the world. Isn't that how it works? <laughs> Uh, no, I don't think that's how it works. <clears> that's <throat> how it works in boxing. If you beat the champ, you're the champ. So now Tony Finau's the master's champ. He's the number one player in the world. So does, he just, make up, does he just make up his own belt? He's now the TF world champion? I'm pretty sure boxing is just rigged. Is that? I thought it wasn't real. Or I think if you, no, boxing I think if you think it's not real, we should find a listener who who likes to box who should step in the ring with you to show you how it's not real. Well, no, yeah, no, I'm not bro- saying it's not Brother Nate just put a whooping on me a time like or two. Matches, I thought the matches have predetermined outcomes. Yeah, just well, like we could put you in the ring with somebody and we'll predetermine that you're going to win and see what he says about it. Well, how much money is that? we got to have money, though, Pat. Yeah. All of our pins and aces winnings. <laughs> what about that uh, that phantom punch thing? Is that a real thing or no? The Ali one? I don't know what it, I don't know anything about it. All I just remember hearing someone was oh Phantom Punch. Phantom Punch. It was like in Japan or something. No, Ali Sunny, listen, there was a Phantom Punch, but I think it's just that the when you slow it down, the frames per second are like four. So you can't see the punch hit him because there's not enough frames to, to actually see it, I think is the issue. As our listeners know, I'm a big conspiracy theory guy. And I really like sports conspiracy theories. I feel like those are like pretty good. I agree. We have an elevated event this week, boys. We do. The Wells Fargo, are you pumped? Uh, They're at Quail Hollow, your favorite course, Evan. Quail Hollow is my favorite course. I thought, don't you love Quail Hollow? I've like never said one good thing about Quail Hollow, I feel like. 
LD, I'm I'm so pumped about it that all I had to do was drive to the airport and I could have went for three days and it seemed too inconvenient. That's how pumped <laughs> I am about this elevated event. Did you have to buy the plane ticket? I didn't have to buy anything. So it was literally just you had to get to the airport and everything else was taken care of? Yeah, I could have played. I was going to fly out tomorrow morning, play golf tomorrow afternoon, go to the event Friday, fly home Saturday, and that I just said I don't want to do that. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what. I appreciate you guys offering me to take this elevated event, fly me out there. But um, I'm going to watch paint dry. Right, it's going to be a hard no. <laughs> the real the real reason I said no, though, is I got the big scramble on Saturday for the Boy Scouts with Grandpa. And when Gramps is 84, you can't miss a scramble. That's honestly much more important than doing anything else. Yep. So, but no, I even, I could have flown home Friday night, but I was like, yeah, I just don't want to fucking deal with it. So I chose to just work from my basement tomorrow and Friday instead of going to the Wells Fargo. So that's how elevated it is. It is. I am interested in the fact that Rory will be there. I don't want to. I don't know how to say this without sounding like an asshole. We'll just sound like an asshole. Then you're good. Okay. I feel like he is going to dominate this. He's going to win for sure. I I think he's going to win and he's going to win by a lot. And I think he was embarrassed after the Masters and the fact that he was so pissed off at himself that he missed the next event, even though I called him a pussy. I think it was maybe more that he was like just pissed off. I feel like he's coming back to this thing focused, and he this may be a, a turning point to where he like really kicks it in and and just like says fuck it about every distraction that happened. He didn't pop off in all that time. Like he's, I just feel like he's nose down coming out to be fucking dominant, and I'm kind of excited to watch him play golf tomorrow. Or or is he fully broken? I kind of think Pat's right. Really? Why am I always wrong? <laughs> well, is I'm he going wrong. is he going down the speeth wormhole when Evan declared JT dead? Is it really Rory is dead? He tees JT off at, is definitely dead. Rory tees off at like 7:30 tomorrow and I was planning on it being like logged in and ready to watch. For his 81 on a Thursday. Like I, I, do, I feel like it's going to be like, I, I kind of want to bet on him to be round one leader. You should then. You have that opportunity here in the great state of Michigan. Home of Mike Tirico. So also, oh. I got I got, a, I got a question about this. I thought elevated events were supposed to be like limited field. It's like full 150 guys. No, the limited fields are next year. I thought. Oh, okay, my bad. Isn't it? Because this is like the yeah, last sure. wraparound year, and then next year there's like the elevated events that are no cut. Next year's the live year. Okay, my bad. I think. I just feel like Quail Hollow is just such a dull, boring course. Oh, that's right. You hate Quail Hollow. <laughs> yeah. Um, Why do you say that? Because I don't remember now. It's just like... I I don't know. It's just like it's just like not good course. Like there's no like good holes out there. I feel like. it's just like boring course. And like this course always gets like such high publicity. Like Tiger used to play it. 
the President's Cup goes there, the PJ Championship goes there, and I just like don't get it. I just like I just don't understand. Who won last year? Rory. Why is this saying like, Max Homa? Huh? This says Max Homa won last year. Oh, did Rory win two years ago then? My bad. Rory does very well here. Yeah, yeah he, he won because it's a ago. long. It's a really long golf course. Shit, Max Homa's won here twice. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for it. I don't know why, though, because you're right. It's going to be boring, and I'm probably not going to watch. So, you know, like every like some courses have like, oh, we got like special things going on yeah, you in got terms the, of like the horse track or whatever the fuck it's called and the the green mile. Yeah. yeah, it's like you literally just like made something up because you had nothing and you like just 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 like stop, please, please just stop. Maybe they're just really like, big fans of Tom Hanks. You 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 change the course like every two years. Like, obviously, you're no good. Like, just admit you stink. Just move on. LP, looking at the forecast this weekend, I will accurately predict that you will watch zero shots of golf Saturday or Sunday. Well, Saturday is Derby Day, so I'll be playing golf and then probably playing in the afternoon. And then um, I didn't look at the weather for Sunday, but the wife asked me if I wanted to, if I thought I was, if I was playing golf or if I wanted to do yard work. So I assume it's going to be nice, and I'm not going to do yard work. So. It's- 65 and sunny. Yeah, that's that's my kind of weather. You know, I've noticed Jason Day seems to be a popular pick this week. <clears throat> well, he won it a few years ago, if I remember. Yeah, correctly. and I feel like people think he's, like, back. But I still dance on his grave, and I say he's not coming back. Well, he's nev- you can never trust that he's back or not, because there's always a chance that he's going to withdraw. I know, and he's got to win. you got to win once to be back, I think. Like, everyone's like, Ricky Fowler's back. Okay, like, Top tens, like when you get like eighth. You can't on. say that. You just told me he was back. You said he was back two weeks ago. I said who's back? You said Ricky Fowler was back like two weeks ago. I said he's back. Yes. Come on, I didn't. I you, said that. You, you sure? quoted or, all of I his say, top tens. I said I he wasn't back he's on the way back, or did I say he's on the way back? I don't know. Back was in there. I know that. I much. mean, to me, like in order to be like officially declared back, you have to win an event. If you're, like, on the way back, you're, like, trending. But, like, you're not there yet, I think. Like, JT, to me, has to win. Like, you can't get, like, third, sixth, twelfth, and me be like, oh, you're back. Like, that's not back to me. But that's just me. I think you're after – I think you also said, you know how hard it is to win? Top tens are impressive. He's back. Well, maybe I did say that. Obviously, I'm contradicting myself now. Like I, could be make, I could be making it up. That's just how I look. I mean, I don't know. This is just like what I think. So I guess there is a story. I'm trying to find it now. Dude, he's done. And so is his boy. I think his boy is officially dead because of the caddy thing. Who's his boy? Tiger? Yeah. It's dead. He's done. Like, I don't know if he ever plays again. Well, he's faking a foot surgery because he doesn't want he obviously heard the scathing comments from this podcast so he, he yeah that's that's he what had he had him operate on a hangnail neck like he had fucking foot surgery i think the caddy dumping him 
it's over. Tiger approved the, for the caddy to dump him. Yeah, he got his blessing. I'm like, what is this, like a marriage? Blessing for what? For the three? Best case scenario, he carries his bag five times next year. That's if, if he healed perfectly. He plays his event in the majors. Is LaCava even, like, that great of a caddy? Like, why does everyone, like, freak out about him? Because he carries for Tiger, so everyone thinks that's how it is. Come on. These guys are smarter than that. Are they? I think they are. Does everyone just go to, like, Tiger's coach? No, like, I don't think they do that. Do um, really? Yeah. I, really. I would say that Hank Haney built a career out of being Tiger's coach. Yeah, but did he build a career on tour, or did he build a career outside the tour? He had one on tour for, I don't know. Yeah, but he had Tiger on tour, but, like, I don't really remember having, like, anybody else. And then I, I don't at really, the, at I don't the really time when he had him. Tiger, he wasn't allowed to have anybody else. That was in his book, I thought, that he only had Tiger, that Tiger wouldn't let him work with anybody else. I know, so that's what I'm saying. Like, how did he build it? But, like, those guys, oh, you're saying the guys would have done it? I think, well, I think they would have, but also... How did he build a career? I mean, Hank Haney is considered one of the greatest golf coaches ever, and what did he really do? You tell me without Hank Haney, Tiger doesn't win? Pretty much. I'm kidding. I could have coached Tiger. Looks good. Keep doing that. (laughs) Do more of the good ones and less of the bad ones. Wait, what uh, what was that article? Didn't Tiger make Butch Harmon, too? Tiger had Butch, yeah. yeah. Didn't he make Butch? No, Butch was kind of big before Tiger. Tiger was with Butch first. Yeah, who else did Butch have besides before Tiger? He had some guys. He had he had people. He was probably the best coach in the world at that point. Yeah, he had people. Tiger made Sean Foley. Yeah, that's for sure. And what about that other guy? Who was that other guy? Chris Cuomo. They made him too. Not the guy on CNN. Or I guess he's not on CNN either. He's on uh, the other one. News Nation or something. Yeah, where your boy's going to be soon. My boy quit. He gave up. He's running for president, man. So, Larry, you sent this article. Ten tells of a sandbagger. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go over that article, or did I just jump out of turn here by no, saying No, we that? can go over that. I was trying to see. Um, all right, I guess you're right. Because he worked I mean, with Greg Norman. On the he worked with Greg Norman, the- Fred Couples, and Davis Love Third. I would say that after he worked with Tiger, though, he got much more famous. I mean, to have Fred Couples and Davis. That's like the faces of the tour in the 90s, man. I mean, I don't have much to offer on Wells, the Wells Fargo Championship, a great bank. I'm saying that jokingly, of course. Um, and at a great golf course like Quail Hollow, and I'm saying that jokingly, of course. And the historic Green Mile that they just made up. It's very reminiscent of Amen Corner, actually. Yeah. All right, so I sent that article about um, Ten Tells of a Sandbagger, and I thought it was interesting. 
Do you have? Did you read it or no? I have it up right now. All right. You want to? Are you here, Pat? I am here. All right. So it's on GolfDigest.com, written by Joel Beal. How about this sentence from the article? Like communism, golf's handicap system is rooted in good intentions. This guy, like, for real, right now, right in a, right in a sense like that. Well, so it's like, an article. Yeah, I think it was, root, it was with, rooted in good intentions. Get a room with Putin, Joel. Communism was rooted in, with good intentions. I think so. Like their their goal was to have everybody have a good life. Yeah, it just doesn't work that way. Yeah, have you ever heard the song "Imagine"? That's what communism would be like if it worked. <laughs> My God. Everyone is equal. No classes. Above us, only sky. So this article. Um, they kind of called out Aaron Rodgers. Well, because Aaron Rodgers cheated in last year's um, Pebble Beach, just nobody cared because it was Pebble Beach. Yeah, that dog track. Yeah. So but what I don't get is how how is it saying like, that part was funny because if he really was a three handicap. How the hell was he really getting 10 shots? Did someone just, like, randomly give people handicaps? Yeah, that makes no sense to me. Like, if, he had, if he has, again, handicap of three, shouldn't that have been what was used? I would think so, yes. If, so like, if someone has a gin handicap and wants to play in a club event, they can't get more strokes than what their handicap is. All right, so give me two possible scenarios of... Aaron Rodgers showing up to Hell Beach saying, I'm a three handicap, and he has 10 strokes in the card. Give me two possible scenarios of how that happened. That they it was, misprinted the scorecard? I mean, no, like, I don't I really think, know of, like, any other way. I think that... No, someone cheated. Someone just said, hey, Aaron, or Aaron said, I played once this year. And they said, okay, you're a 10. Don't you think it's more like he's a three handicap, but the course rating for a PGA Tour event is what got him... Like a three on a PGA Tour event does get ten. Yeah, but they're not playing. Yeah, but they're not playing that tee though. They're just playing like regular tee. That should just regularly be rated. I, I, yeah, that, but, and that, like was true, with that was people, true. With people, if that was true, everyone would have that same benefit. So but doesn't everyone? Happen. Isn't that like the big? Because isn't Pebble famous for like? Isn't Larry Fitzgerald the other worst sandbagger in the history of golf? Yeah, he's a, he's a big sandbagger. Yeah, because he gets but like if, ten, but he's a three. So I just thought maybe that's how it worked out. Like I'm a fourteen, but I get seventeen. So maybe at Pebble Beach, I get twenty one. But like if Rogers is a ten, Larry the Cable Guy should be getting forty. <laughs> but didn't Rogers like play? Didn't Aaron Rodgers play in one of the matches? Yeah, yeah, he was it, like decent. I thought he sucked. No, he was like good. He was the best of all the guys. So what? Oh, Tom Brady sucked. Yeah, he sucked, and so did uh, your boy Mahomes, I think. Yeah, it doesn't explain how he got 10. All right, so how? what do you think the hardest-rated T is at Pebble Beach, and, like, what is that rating? The tournament T's. The farthest back T that's rated. 74.8. Larry? I don't know. Pebble seems it's pretty. Seventy-seven. Pat, wow. 74.9. Holy shit. Damn. Dude, that's like you're like somewhat nicer 
course in your area is back tees is tougher than pebble. And like, that's why it's no good. Like tour player at an easy course doesn't even shoot that low because the weather stinks. The greens suck. And yeah, sorry. Just horrible. Biggest ripoff ever. But he's got to be playing like the white tees or some shit, like 71.7 rating. I don't think that's what it is. So, Larry, I have your handicap profile up here. I'm not sure what. In my gin account. Right, if you played, played white played a big miss at Pebble Beach, you'd get 17 shots. So the white tees at Pebble are the same as the blue tees at Dearborn? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm telling you. <laughs> Seems about right. You wouldn't, you wouldn't even get one shot on the easiest hole. I wonder what the easiest hole is. It's probably number seven, right? It's like 100 yards. You yeah, wouldn't even unless, get a stroke there. Unless it's into the wind. I'm hitting driver into that fucker and coming up short like at uh, Arca- or, yeah, at Arcadia that one time. <laughs> it was so fucking windy. It was like 130 yard par three, and I swear to God, I hit three wood into it. It was short. I had to hit driver into 12 on Saturday. It was 248 into the wind and it yeah, was 40 degrees. Did you did you make the green? Uh, no, I, I tried to hold it off and ended up hitting it in the fucking water to the right. <laughs> They made that hole so much harder when they put that fucking river there. It wasn't necessary. It was not necessary on an already hard hole. I don't need there to be water right and woods left <laughs> but, <laughs> when I got to hit something far. For their, to their defense, the water right should never be in play. <laughs> it, it should never be in play, but there's also a cart path there that really helps it get to that water. It does. Because they put the circle up top where, <laughs> like... If you miss by like 15 yards right, you're hitting the circle, and 15 yards is not that much for a, a hack. Agreed. So, so I am on uh, Aaron Rodgers. I found his handicap profile at Green Bay Country Club. I'm assuming this is him. Well, he's probably at uh, somewhere in New York now. Well, it hasn't moved yet in gin. Mm. He probably didn't quit the club yet. 3.0 handicap index. What, how how, many, scores, how many scores has he posted this year? Uh, let's see. None in Green Bay. He shot an 86 in February, an 87 in February, an 83 in February, an 82 in February, an 86 in January, and then an 80 in September last year. So he's not a three? Well, he shot a 71 with an E. What is E exceptional, right? Yeah. He shot a 71 somehow. And then he shot a 72 at home in August. And then a 76 and a 79. These are all his counted scores. Though. Are most of it, let me ask you a question. Are most of his scores uh, away scores? Um, I'll go down the list. Away, 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 away. Home, exceptional. Home, 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 away, away, home. Away, 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 away. What, what's his most uh, recent score? His most recent score is from February. Were all those February ones the Pebble event? 86, oh, yeah, these are all, yeah, he played the 71.8 tee. He played that white tee or whatever that was. Or what I say it was? I forgot the color. He went 86, 87, 83. So he didn't even play as a, but it's, so how, wait, how's he a sandbagger then? He didn't even set the world on fire. <laughs> well, maybe he like did he went out there management. Like he like 75 as like a 10. He shot mid 80s as a 10. Isn't that what you're supposed to shoot? I, I don't know, man. 
These are the scores. The scores are on here. Anybody can look this up if you have a gin account. All I did was search Rogers in Wisconsin. There was only two people that came up. You say gin, I say gin. The other guy was named Matthew Rogers. I'm sure this is some random dude at Kettle Hills well, Golf it's not Course. Not his brother. Show right now. Aaron and his brother don't I talk. Think, I say gin as well, LD. So golf pro is it gin? I think it's gin. Why do you say gin? Though? I have no idea. I've always said gin. Looking at it now, I feel like it should be gin. I think he's right. <laughs> the H would be I've silent, said right? Gin. It would be gin H silent. I'm pronouncing an H, H but not as an H. Gin. Where do we where do we get gin from? I like, think we're pronouncing it. Make a g sound. It's a it's a short H or a, a soft H. Gin. gin. I'll give you a soft H. I bet you will. So this is the ten ways you can spot a sandbagger. And if you're look, looking at Mister Rogers scores, it comes up a little bit. Few, if any, recent scores. If they're, I can't say gin. If they're gin, only shows one or two scores from the past year. You know, da- and you know damn well they've played more than twice. Chances are they're milking a higher handicap. Number two re- way, posting scores away from home course. An out-of-whack ratio of home and away scores is a red flag. There's a level of self-policing that exists within a club, making it harder to post a phony score. The same level of enforcement is damn near impossible when a score happens away from home base. And that's true. But I feel like if you're Aaron Rodgers, like it's not that easy to play at home. Why? I feel like he's traveling a lot. He's just like not in Green Bay that much. Except for during the season when he's not going to play during, and his scores aren't posted during season. He had no scores posted during the whole NFL. Yeah, that's season. true. I wonder why he picked. You, I'm sure he belongs to other clubs. I wonder why that's his home club. Well, he might belong to other clubs, but I searched it. You have to search it by state and then name. So I just did Wisconsin Rogers. Oh, I didn't pick another state. Do it for California. Now, for the record, you can look up Larry Fitzgerald, and like he's a seven point three, but he posts like a lot of scores. But like he posts like a lot of away scores too, though. And it seems like he plays, like, the back tees a lot. Like, he plays, like, the rating that's, like, 76. But he shoots, like, 86. At, like, Whisper Rock and shit like that in Arizona. Um, look but he posted my... a 41, maybe played immensely. It's waiting to be combined, it says. <laughs> he was just busy. Everyone's just like he everybody to, else. He had to get to the University of Phoenix for a class. Look up Michael Jordan in Chicago. Purposely misses tapping. In Florida, though, no. His club's in. Where's his club? It's in Florida. I thought. Look, all right, look it up in Florida. I feel like that's the kind of guy that does not put scores in. Anything inside? Wait, he, just, he just tells you what his handicap is. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're playing for a million dollars, and you're giving me eight. My handicap's yeah. twenty three. Uh, anything inside three feet? A big sign is if the miss is a pull and not a push because pulls are easier to control. Than a relic, <laughs> what? Than a I've never heard of that before. Pull what? That's pretty interesting. I've never missed a putt on purpose, so I don't know if I would pull it or push it. Because if I'm trying to, if I'm putting, I want to. I'm trying to make it. So there's a Michael Jordan. There's a a Michael Jordan at the medalist. His handicap is listed as NH. (laughs) No handicap. He has two scores posted, and they were both in 2017. He went 77 82. That's before he built his club, probably. Yeah, he didn't post. I probably like made him post or something like that. 
That's where everybody's a member, right? So Jordan probably is a member of Metalist. Yeah. Not anymore. He quit. street. No, he quit there because like he was doing too much like crazy stuff. They like threw him out. No, he quit there because it took too long to play around a golf, and he built his own golf course because he was so pissed off that it took three hours and forty minutes to play around a golf. No, he would play in like eight sums and hold the course up. I thought it was the other way around. Oh, well, that probably too. Uh, I feel like he's kind of the guy, the guy that would play in an eight sum and play in six hours, and then bitch the next day that like he was playing in a two sum and they played in, like two hours. That was too slow. Yes. That's I think that's true. I would think that that has definitely happened. Yes, uh, there's pick, three Michael Jordans in the Illinois section. One of them is a point nine. Is this picture a jump man? There's no picture. <laughs> it's at the Merritt Club. I don't know the name of these clubs though. Picks right, up, keep going, keep, picks keep up going, tap ins, so yeah, score sorry. doesn't I'm count. Done. A lot of us play gimme rules and playing with friends and avert your eyes, USGA. Still post the scores. However, a sandbagger when playing well may casually swipe away a few tap-ins, then feign some felty? 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 To the rules when not posting the score afterwards. But, Evan, I thought... Well, they lie. They say that. You're supposed to post all your scores regardless. Yeah, and if it's if you pick up a, a four-footer, it's one, right? If it's yeah, pretty a much. seven-footer, you count it as two. I mean, there's rules for this in the scorekeeping. Yeah, book. you're supposed to use some discretion, and yeah. So that would not negate you from posting the score because you would post that as a one. Yeah, but people say that. They're like, oh, well, I didn't finish out, so I can't post my score. They're like, they just like say that shit. Mm. Poorly well, dressed. Like, how many rounds do you play where you actually finish every hole? Zero. Yeah, I mean, it just don't happen. I would say most of mine. You don't pick up at all? No, not really. No wonder why no one wants to play behind you. Well, when you play in an event, though, you can't pick up. So, like. Yeah, but how many events do you play in? I don't know. I play a lot with your sister, bro. We don't pick up. The Bowsers don't pick up. I'm surprised you do. Every fucking ball has to go on the hold. She, there's never a fucking gimme when you play with a Bowser. I pick up now. I gave up on that stuff. When did you start doing that? Like a few years ago. Okay, so maybe your sister, and maybe in five years when I'm playing golf with your sister, we'll start picking up. But the interesting thing is, people now, like if I'm playing with people who don't really know me that well, they'll be like, they'll be like almost scared to give it to me. They'll be like, "Oh, do you want to putt that?" I'm like, "No, I've put enough of those in my life. I think I got it." <laughs> like not saying like I think I'll make it. Like it's like I think I got the idea of like what it takes to do. That. Like I'm not interested in hitting like more two or three footers. Like I've, I've done it enough. Turns out I play golf with assholes. Nobody gives anything. Because Conan doesn't do. give putts either. Yeah, you should give putts. We put everything out. Yeah. Fuck us. It's I should just, be a maybe I am a sandbagger. I should be in it. You know how many fucking four foot putts you miss in the course of a season? Well, no, that's why your handicap's like the only legit one. That's why you should do good at events. He does. Yeah, that's why. That's why he does good at events. Um, no, that's more his ADD and actually focusing, but <laughs> Poorly dressed. No, the sandbagger is not going to dress like Ricky Fowler or Ian Poulter. Actually, on the other side of the fashion spectrum. Showing up in gym shoes or baggy clothes, anything to look like the opposite of a, of a professional and thus get your guard down. This isn't like a sandbagger. This is like a hustler. That would right. be a hustler, right? That's like Billy Ho from White Man Can't Jump. Yeah, because like at a... Where you see the most sandbaggers is obviously the Invitational. There's always like... 
five huge sandbaggers at every invitational in the history of invitationals. And usually they're not dressed like that. What if we yeah, make it's a kind of like what if, hide, really? What if we make a gimmick movie? Black men can't putt. <laughs> and the premise of the movie is you just walk up and you're like, I'll take that guy getting off the bus. And then the guy walks over in like basketball shorts and Jordans. And you're like, yeah, he's a 20. And then you win the invitational with the guy off the bus and you hustle everybody for thousands of dollars. The guy wouldn't even have to be in basketball shorts and a. Um, he could just be dressed as Tiger Woods in 97 with a fucking crease right down the middle of the big fucking eyes odd pants or whatever the fuck he was wearing. Triple sure. Yeah. Evan, Evan, that's a reference to a movie that most people who are listening will know called White Men Can't Jump. Yeah, I've never heard of it. Seems kind of racist to me, though. Yeah, it could not be made today, Evan. Just the title alone. Well, you no, it could, be, it could be, because it's okay to be racist to whites. Oh, that's true. Well, he does jump at the end, though, Evan. He dunks a basketball. It does cost him his family, though, his girlfriend. Who's got incredible breast assist. She has great breast assist, and she's your type. Uh, oh, I'm a big Rosie Perez fan. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Screwing's for carpenters. I like to make love. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I might watch that movie. Doesn't warm up. Not stretching out on the range or failing to test the speed of the practice greens can lead to a cold start and thus add a few strokes on the sandbagger score. I don't think you're. A, I don't. This I don't is get you that. again. But I think that's just because you're lazy, not because you're a sandbagger. Yeah, I don't get that. Like if you're a sandbagger, you wouldn't just waste strokes. Well, you don't. You wouldn't waste them there. You would do it. Like some of these things. If this is true, people go out of like. I can't believe people are going out of their way doing some of these things to have a higher handicap to win club credit. Ozzy, I'll tell you this. We have two that are known. That, and if everyone wants to be honest and look yourself in the mirror, if you're in the mix in every club event, you're probably this guy. Yep, definitely. You can't be in the mix at all because your handicap is supposed to be your average score on a good day. Right, so if you're in every event, you got some shady shit going on. I will say this: that's not or your me. whole club is a bunch of morons who think their handicap's better than it is. There are a lot of guys at clubs who are obsessed with posting lower scores and having a lower handicap that they may not actually be. Clubs are, I'd say, of of all members of clubs, I'm going to go with like twenty percent are Hollywood handicaps. It's higher than that. You think it's higher? Yeah. It's all ego based. We played a we played a group on Saturday in a forty ball match, and I knew going in, our whole group had legit handicaps, and they were all guys who were a little older who still wanted to be single digits, and we mopped the floor with them. And it's like you guys could have played terrible, and you still would have beat them. Yep. Yeah, because they were all sevens and eights, and like ninety-two. Yeah, I mean, it's just, just, I mean, it's just not even like possible. The next ones, the next, the next the tanking two ones. That one's fine, but the wrong club one is actually really interesting. And I don't think, yeah. So tank is if a casual round is going bad, the sandbagger will make sure to take it from bad to worse to make sure the rough day doesn't go to waste. Now I have been in that situation. I don't, I, I've never done it on purpose, but when shit's going bad, like it's hard to stay in on every shot and actually give a fuck when you shot 
55 on the front. Like it's it you're not grinding over anything. You just want to get back to the fucking cart and get done. So I'm notorious for if I start off bad, it usually doesn't get better. Um wrong club. When the sandbagger wants to give away a hole or post a bad score, you're not going to see them hook a ball 40 yards into the woods or whiff. Instead, their surrender will be more understated. If they need 150 yards to carry the, a water hazard, their shot will only go 145. Or if trouble is behind the green, the sandbagger is will just so happen to overclub. Now, see, like this is assuming like this guy's like a really good player. Well, that's what I'm saying. In order for me to believe this, the guy would have to be a fucking PGA Tour pro. Can I can I just can read this one sentence? Because you're, awesome. you're a great it's golfer. So, it's so well written. Their surrender will be more understated. Yeah. God, what a sense. This guy's awesome. You, Evan, you're a great golfer. Oh, top uh, one, thank you. I, top one percent in the world. That. Can you miss five yards long or five yards short on purpose? That's pretty tough to do. I mean, if you said just like hit in that pond, like, that'd be easy. But to be like, I'm going to hit it, like, at the edge of the pond, like, that's pretty tough. I feel like if you could do that, you would just hit it right Aim next to the, the pin every yeah, time, every right? Time, yeah. You think this is a thing, Pat? I don't. This maybe, next- amongst re- maybe amongst really good players, like, if you're playing, a, if you know you're in, like, a weekly big money game with friends and it comes down to getting that one stroke... Maybe a guy will just pull the wrong club. If it should be an eight, they hit a seven or a nine. But like you said, this isn't something you or I could do. No, I, I'm not a good enough golfer to be a sandbagger. That's what I've learned from reading this. Because like if the flag if the flag's like one seventy, I could hit any club between a hybrid and an eight iron one seventy. Exactly. <laughs> like all of them could go one seventy. Yep. So I would have to like hit a driver. It'd have to be like a driver or a sandwich for for me to be able to confidently hit it that short or that far. And it'd be like too obvious then. Right. Yeah, so I, I think that's targeting more for good players. Gags closing in. This is a real one. This is a hundred percent. I mean I see Absolutely. this I see this in men's league with the people that are, you know, on the list all the time. You'll lose the match will be over and all of a sudden they're putting up sixes and sevens. Um, let's say a match has already been closed out by the 15th hole. The sandbagger will stumble in knowing the day's winnings are already secured with the stumble helping pad the handicap, which is a distant double, double, double finish. Yep. All right. So here's something I'm going to, which is where the press actually helps the handicap. That's why presses are a must in every bet because it helps the handicap system. Keeps them honest. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you something about the handicap system right now. And this is actually a real, if you read the handicap manual, this is in it. If you're playing match play and you win your match, you technically are not allowed to play in and then say, I got these scores. If your match is done, you're supposed to take net par in. Really? Yeah. Well, that would have really killed me when I beat uh, Gary on like 11. <laughs> So if you do that, and like let's say let's say you win two and one, and you get to eighteen, and you're getting a stroke there, you're supposed to just take five. Period. Done. You can play it, but you're supposed to take a five. Net par in, huh? I'd be shooting. Yeah, if you win five and four, you're supposed to net par in. 
That's an awesome rule. Did you know that, Pat? <laughs> no. Me and then gets drunk at the end. And again, subtlety is the key. For missing gimmies or a late blow-up can be called out as sandbagging. But a score going south because someone had one too many pops, not as easy to spot. I mean, that wants to be better. I I'm like, I want my number to get lower. So, like, I'm none of these things. No, but you want your number to get lower f- for real, though. You're not going to start because I'm better at golf, right? Like, yeah, like you want to break eighty, but you don't want to break eighty because you took a bunch of gimmies and shit. You want to go out there and break eighty. I I've actually had mine questioned the last two times I've golfed, and it's just and it's just because I hit it far, but like. On Saturday, I made two birdies and a bunch of pars, but I shot 84 in my handicaps and 11. It's like I shot what I was supposed to shoot. And like last night at league, which is an aberration, I made a bunch of birdies. And people are like, you can't be an 11. Well, I fucking am. Like there's 100 scores in there that say I'm going to shoot somewhere between 86 and 92. Plus, men's league is different. For some reason, the you can, I don't know why. It's easier to score in men's league. Dude, I'm worried I'm going to put up another good score and, like, we're going to add them up and it's going to be, quote, unquote, my first round in the 70s. And then it's going to show up as, like, a seven on my index. Yeah, but with the way your thing is, when will you play those tees again? The opposite to. Like, a month from now, probably. Yeah, so it's, I don't know. Yeah, but when it pairs up, it's going to be, I need to go play nine from the backs at Pebble Beach and shoot a fucking 60. But, well, it, it it won't pair up with a different tee box, though, right? I think so. No, it will because the nine holes are rated. Yeah, it just takes, like, your first, like, this one was. It'll out. add the ratings together and the slopes together. <laughs> oh, wow. But I just, I don't like the. I don't like the pairing of two really good nines and what that could do. I agree with you there, though. Because if I played like I did yesterday, there was a 100% chance I was going to gag on the next nine. Yeah, because now you're doing it with no pressure. You're just shooting another nine. Yeah. Right. Like I was going to gag. It's completely different because I've had, yeah, I've had many men's league scores that are mid-80s that wouldn't be because it was two nine-hole matches a week apart. Why do they do that? That shouldn't count. Why don't they just rate it as a nine hole? Well, should it count for like just half of the like yeah. weight half? You think? Just equated as half. So many factors happen. Different weather, different everything. It's just. But it's not a round of golf. It, it, supposedly it, our, our handicap police are really big on getting everybody to post them. So. Oh, I got talked to last year about not posting enough scores. And I, my answer was, when I play golf with my wife, I'm not posting it. And if anybody has a problem with it, then they can fuck off because... Right, look at my other 80 rounds that I posted. Yeah, because I just, I'm not playing for anything. And I'm not posting it at my detriment because it would make my handicap go up. Because when I play with my wife, usually there's a lot of drinking involved and <coughs> less concentration paid and I don't play my best golf. So I don't like if they want me to start putting in the one Oh five, I shoot with my wife. I will, but I, no, actually I won't. 
All right. Well, I think that was a good show, boys. What do you think? It was, it was amazing. Do we have anything else that we need to add? I'm so tired. Yeah, well, you played in a fucking blizzard yesterday, so I'm sure you are. Evan, are you gone? Taking a I'm dump? still here. Just listening. Oh. Evan's ordering one of those $24.99 movies on the television. And yeah. <laughs> expensing it back to the club. Evan looks yeah. like he's staying at a hotel that's much nicer than the hotels he usually stays at. I'm just staying at Holiday Inn. Pretty regular. Yeah, that's like the fucking Ritz to you. Yeah, the door's yeah, on, true. The door goes, when you open it, into a hallway, not a parking lot. Yeah, that's true. This one is like that. <laughs> yeah. Usually they you have, pick by they whatever have breakfast. breakfast. They have the free breakfast, yes. You can write this off on your taxes, right? This is work. I think the place I work for pays for it. Nice. Well, that's yeah. wonderful. I guess it benefits them to have. But yeah, that's awesome. I mean, the thing is, though, like, I don't get paid. I lose, like, all money, though. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, because you're not working? Yeah. So they're paying for that. Plus, you're not. You can't give lessons, right? Yeah, it's probably a. So I do lose a decent amount. Oh shit! It's peak season too. You're getting crushed right now. Well, it's not really peak season. May is not really peak season anymore. Oh, but I do lose out on some stuff. Yeah. There's people here that have to pay for it all themselves though. So like, I'm kind of in the middle. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at Bogey Golf Pod, Twitter at Bogey Golf Pod, Facebook the Bogey Golf Podcast. Head on over to Pins and Aces, pinsandaces.com. Use that promo code BOGEY. Check out all their great stuff. Get your sweet ball markers, Budweiser light T-shirts so you can look really cool and woke on the golf course. Again, use the promo code BOGEY, all caps. And uh, you got anything to end it with? Do your catchphrase. May your, uh, what is it? May your drives be straight and your putts be true, right? There you go. All right. Bye. Good day. Have a wonderful day. (laughs) KTFN. Hot off for now. Bye bye. I'm sorry, what? What part didn't you understand? The buh or the bye? Bye bye. Okay, lady. I love you. Bye bye. That's all, though. Live long and prosper. Toodaloo. Au revoir. I'll be the same. Ciao. Ding dong day. Bye bye. This concludes our broadcast today. Goodbye, Morel. Listen, people, what? I'm not allowed to stand up for myself. I thought this was America. Huh? This is America? I thought this was America. Tenant Association, let me give it to this guy because he was an Andrea Doria survivor. Andrea Doria? Isn't that the one they did the song about? Edmund Fitzgerald. I love Edmund Fitzgerald's voice. Now, Gordon Lightfoot was the singer. Edmund Fitzgerald was the ship. The legend lives on from the Chippewa on down. The big lake they call Gitchagoomy.